ever wanted to know more about Dirty Harry? If you're a fan of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic, then Dirty Harry Minute could be the podcast for you. Part of the Movies by Minute project, Dirty Harry Minute analyzes, criticizes, and celebrates every minute of the Clint Eastwood 44 Magnum epic. Whether you think the movie is a fascist snuff piece or a simple parable of a hard-boiled cop pushed to the limits, Dirty Harry Minute has been turned loose. Get on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever you get your favourites. Go to DirtyHarryMinute.com for all your Callahan needs. Don't forget to check out MoviesByMinute.com to see if your favourite movie has received the Movies by Minute treatment. Go ahead, make my day. No, that's the wrong, that's the wrong movie. Hasta la vista, baby. No, that, that's, that's way off. Dirty Harry Minute, may the force be with you. Goodbye, for now. What up, Hammerheads? John here again from Dirty Harry Minute Headquarters. We have done it. We've finished reviewing every minute of Dirty Harry. Well, the PAL version available in Australia anyway. The copy of which I've ceremoniously just burnt in the backyard with my replacement Blu-ray, hopefully in the mail. I hope everyone has enjoyed the podcast I hope it didn't bring disrepute to the Movies by Minute family. I can't promise we got gold out of every minute, but the only requirement, remember, was to finish what we started, lest we ruin it for someone who wanted to try it for themselves. Dirty Harry, done. I had so much fun doing this podcast. I hope the internet exists for years to come so that people find this podcast in the future. And I'm a 70-year-old man that's hearing that bing in my emails and someone from Zimbabwe or someone from Alaska's got a question or a comment about a podcast I did 20 years ago or 40 years ago. Um, We will maintain DirtyHarryMinute.com indefinitely. So if you ever want to reach out, feel free to post a message there, shoot us an email. And hey, why don't you record a voice recording of a question or a statement and we'll we'll answer it i've seen other podcasts do that and that's quite an interesting way for people to keep a podcast going after it's finished once again please do continue to monitor the feed on itunes stitcher spotify wherever you listen to the podcast because we've got a few great bonus episodes up our sleeves including our review of the movie The Zodiac Killer 1971, which was a lot of fun, and we'll hope to upload these episodes over the next six months or so. The steadfast wishes that we do a standalone review of the Dirty Harry sequels and maybe some Clint-adjacent titles as well. Um, We might not have mentioned it during the podcast, but in our youth, Tim, Trent and I made uh, student homages to Dirty Harry and Magnum Force on YouTube. So if you go to username Bamptonoid, B-A-M-P-T-O-N-O-I-D, at YouTube, you can find our versions of Dirty Larry 
and Magnum. The only thing really remaining is to thank all our wonderful guests. Uh, Todd Guzman, our first fan. Uh, Thanks for engaging on Facebook in the early days. Um, Daniel Thompson, again, also there from the beginning. Geologist Supreme, thank you for being on the show with your best girl, Karina. Shane Andrewatha, what can I say? Um, You always got us out of a tight bind. Uh, at a minute's notice, you'd turn up and deliver the goods, and you introduced us to Mandy as well, your co-guest, so thank you so much. Uh, to this day, Shane, I'm glad to announce you have the most guest appearances. Um, up there is Glyn. Uh, thank you, Glyn, for coming on the podcast many times. Uh, listeners should check out Philmonic, that's F-I-L-M-O-N-I-K, that Glyn is a part of. It's sort of a... Think an open mic night, but for films, um, check them out. They have events. I think they have a, a two-day turnaround with a brief like Tropfest. You make a film and then you present it. Uh, for professionals, amateurs and newbies alike, check that out. Karen Sims, thank you for having us twice into your beautiful home for picking up the the premise of the show really quick and, and you know, and oaring as a true comedian. Um, Redmond and Evelyn Hamlet, thank you so much. Tim Long, again at a uh, minute's notice because you live down the road from me. Ben Barnfield, Abel Martin, uh, Blake Mitzi, um, part of the leagueofgeeks.com, makers of great um, uh, pro, uh, great video games. Check that out. David Jabornik, Martin Anderson, Tom Glasson, Will Seagull, just at the end there. Uh, Georgia and Liz Williams and our friend Joel Cruz. Um, Next of all, of course, to all our great comedians. Please look at the show notes, check their gear out and see them when they they bring a comedy show near uh, near you. We have Eleanor Tiernan, Amy Hetherington, Aurelia St. Clair, Ree Down, Aliyah Kanani, Chasley Achardello of The Chaser, Greta Lee Jackson, Alice Fraser, great comedian, John Hastings, Dane Simpson, Annabab Powell, Chris Waynehouse, Bradford Oaks, Ollie Coleman, Irvi Majumda, Ashwin Sagar, and Nick Carr. Um, maybe the biggest shout out should be to our fellow podcasters uh, Bartek and Ryan of Spit and Polish Podcast. Thank you so much. Jordan Kane of Film Slice Podcast. Trav Nash, you can find his freewheeling podcast on Tales of the Mind Boat. Sam Peterson needs no explanation. Confessions of the Idiots, one of Australia's best uh, podcasts. Lots of great, fantastic guests. David Detrick of Sneaky Dragon, one of my favourite podcasts. Canadian, funny man. Uh, Austin Pond of We Watch Movies. Mitch Grinter of Four Finger Discount, the premium Simpsons review podcast out there. One of my many inspirations for starting this podcast in the beginning. Michael Zabo, my good friend, um, my bandmate. He's a teacher. He has a great podcast called It's True, All of It, um, about Star Wars. What else? Thank you so much for helping me with the music for the Andy Robinson song we put together. Ben Pobgy and Cam Smith of Gather Around Me. 
Um, thank you very much, Ben. You came on the show twice, giving of your time. I much appreciated. Ange Lavapierre of The Signal Podcast. It's an ABC current affairs podcast where they condense the issues and news of the day down to a digestible, digestible 10 minutes. Um, quite funny and informative. Um, probably more informative than funny, but check that out. The Signal. Um, and of course, all our Movies by Minute brethren guests. Big shout out to you. Walt Murray of The Wilder Ride. Jerry Porter and Pete Mummett of Indiana Jones Minute, my favorite Movies by Minute podcast. Dave and John of Mystic Pizza, and hopefully in the future, Zardos Minute. Chandra of Fantastic Fox, Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute. Rick over at Mad Max Minute, the envy of all the Minutes by Minute podcast, for getting the director of his movie on the podcast. Jeez, so lucky, Rick, uh, and a great uh, show you have there. Todd at Minute of the Apes, reviewing every minute of the um, Planet of the Apes movies. Megan and Tierney of MASH Minute. Um, Eric Deutsch of the Flash Gordon Minute. Escape from New York Minute. Thank you, too, for having me on your show. Escape from New York Minute. Fantastic. Sean German of so many things. Infamous in the Minutes by Movie movie by Minutes podcast fraternity. Uh, my favorite Spinal Tap Minute, but also the next scene and a few other things more. Most of all, we're coming to the end now. My long-suffering wife, Paula, I love you. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for giving me the space to do this. All your technical knowledge in setting up the podcast with iTunes and the stuff that would have turned me away from it. Surrendering our house to um, <laughs> the kitchen and the common areas to our podcast. Leaving you holed up in, your, in our study. And that's it. Um, that's it. We have another bonus episode for you now. We're really scraping the barrel here. These are more more tangents than outtakes. We veer off from Dirty Harry near completely. Mostly bring up a lot of Australian shit. Still hopefully something of interest to you. There's lots of jokes about the Jumper movie with Hayden Christensen for some reason. I don't know why. So that's it enjoy this bonus episode i hope it makes your day and talk to you in the medium distant future love and mercy from john trent and tim on dirty harry We'll talk about a tangential Australian um, relationship to the events of Dirty Harry. Although I was just talking, I'm up at Woiwoi with my parents at their, at their, their place because my dad's going to do some media training. He's going to be on Studio 10 on Tuesday, so I was going to help with that. But that's neither here nor there. But Chico Roll. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It's true, though. Isn't that what Harry says? <laughs> At the start, okay, Chico, roll, and that's where we. we... I'm, gonna roll ya. I'm gonna roll ya, mate. I'm gonna roll ya, Chico. <laughs> that's where we get the phrase. Has anyone ever been rolled? No. <laughs> well, uh, no, because Scorpio rolls down the hill. Yeah. It's a Scorpio roll. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's a Chico? <laughs> it's like an egg roll. We have these deep-fried yeah. egg rolls. <laughs> I'm gonna show you. Hang on. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs>
So it's like it's like uh, yeah, it's like an egg roll, but much worse. They don't need egg rolls in any Spanish-speaking places. No, no, no. It's it's an Australian. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like a version of that, and then it's like got like cabbage and some mystery meat. But you know, Chico's a Spanish word. Yeah. What does it mean in, in Spanish? Like little boy. Little boy. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Paula, Paula said no one would really have this name. You call a kid Chico, maybe. You yeah, know, little but boy. Calling a grown man. Calling a that's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. A that's chico, a bit weird. A, it's, yeah, we call it a Chico roll. A Chico. That's a very I dare you to use that in your stand-up tonight, Leah. No, thank you. <laughs> I have work to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. That's uh, People will be like, oh, she okay, gets, she gets a strap. Yeah, yeah, completely chico different. Chico would have been spelled with a C, like, two, like the, the K. Yeah, word. it's not Chico, it's Chico. Chico, chico roll. And so yeah. there's just, it's, okay, I'm going to have to try this. Really? Chicken roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love things that are going to kill me. <laughs> oh, okay. It's awful. Is it really? Yeah. This what looks a little ages. bit like a, like a taquito. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's better, though. Really? Yeah. Like yeah. the taquitos at 7-Eleven? I'm not going to say that I have not eaten those at 3 a.m. Yeah, they're delicious at 3 a.m. Yeah. Chicken roll. Uh, yeah, see, it's a long time since I've had one. I think it's full of onion and shit, so I can't eat it anyway. Sometimes but- you can't eat onions? No. Just like on a moral ailments. Standpoint? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, they invaded South Africa thirty <laughs> years ago. Um, no, I just, um, no, they make me ill. They make you ill? Yeah. How ill? Very ill. Like what kind of ill? Like that guy in the middle of the footy field. Um, <laughs> Your ill. foot explodes. <laughs> ill. Yeah. No, no like, do my, you my have voice, an allergic reaction? Yeah, my voice disappears and like get chest pains and stuff. Your voice disappears? Yeah. That's not. No, it's reflux. So. Back to Dirty Harry. <laughs> no, we're talking oh, about indigestion. I had something because the whole like the gross food from like 7-Eleven at two o'clock in the morning. So I used to I used to work in a kitchen. I used to cook for a living. And my head chef, that was his favorite thing to eat. Like those disgusting microwave chicken rolls at like Your two o'clock in the morning. head chef? My head chef. You exactly. cannot trust a chef. I know. That that's exactly what I was like, garbage. dude, how can you? And he was just like, man, I'm drunk. I love it. He's like, I reckon they're great. But he was an amazing head chef. He was really good. He, he was a bit of a lunatic, but he was really awesome. But I remember that was, I remember when I found that out, it was just like, well, you're a chef. You eat like proper food. And he's like, nah, I just, it's like, I love it. It's shitty and it's gross. And it's exactly what I want when I'm drunk. How much head was he chefing? Quite a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, uh, and so we could cut that part out, right? <laughs> <laughs> was, I, was I clipping because I was talking to you? A little bit. Well then, okay. Yeah. As a comedian, I have to say, yeah. I do not condone that joke. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I do not. Or well, it might be Fifi, Fev, and Dave now. Don't go with him. He's actually a really nice guy. I, um, <laughs> super tall, intimidatingly tall. I met him and Tom Gleason at the, on the, and they were like, they're like six foot two, and I'm me, and it was very <laughs> difficult to have a conversation and take myself seriously when faced with such, you know, men, men. <laughs> Men, 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 The guy from Goanna? Men, 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 men. Shane or someone? Shane, Shane Howard, mm. songwriter. Mm. Yeah, he's from Geelong. I could be wrong. Please send us your uh, emails, tweets, whatever <laughs> whatever medium we use for this to... to it should be dirtyharry at gmail.com. <laughs> Please send us your Zimbabwe $10 million <laughs> notes that are Nigerian $5 friends. on eBay. <laughs> And teach us how inflation works And actually the whole economy I must have missed that class Because it's very complicated I'm going to have to go guys Oh yeah? Yeah I'm seeing a gig at 7.30 Oh yeah? In Northgate So I have to like trundle off Down to the Merry Creek Tavern Get what? The Merry Creek 
Tavern. Yeah, I'm not sure where exactly where it is. It's down uh, south of Rucker's Hill, towards the um. Rucker's. Yeah. Rucker's, yeah, towards um the CBD. I just learned that word, Rucker's Hill. I just wanted to chuck that in. The more I repeat it, the more I'll learn it. Thank you for all of that. Wow. That was fun. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's gonna come out a treat. Except that last minute, I lost, lost a lot. Doesn't matter. It's all in the editing. Oh, yeah. You know, you're born to edit. Jeez. No, but I lost the, like for four minutes. There, I was in recording. Sorry, listeners, we just had a strange noise behind the, yeah, the like, podcast is there an lounge. Behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I hope it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was really strange. This is all recording. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Um, John's just run off outside to have a look at what's attacking his wall. Um, any requests? Uh, you know, either mail them in. Oh, no, he's back. Sorry, requests are over. Ghost, all ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> P- yeah. Picture ideas for other minute programs. Um, yeah, Police Academy minute, um, Carry On minute. Uh, what else is there? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Emmanuel minute. Emmanuel minute. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> no. Um. Have you ever seen the? Um, I think it's on YouTube. Big Bang Theory without the laugh track. Oh, that would be beautiful. <laughs> so bad. Wow. Isn't that like Garfield about Garfield? <laughs> yeah. John looks depressed and just like talking to himself. The Wonder Years without narration. <laughs> Kevin's walking around his room yeah. his mum's calling out to him I thought you meant living on hot dogs like the, the personality hot dogs who <laughs> <laughs> oh hot dogs up late big brother hot guy dogs. yeah 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 oh god yeah, yeah. oh that if you ever go nine. to the wikipedia page of that it talks it uh, you know, Wait, that has a Wikipedia, it's a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Why do you know that? The cat, you know, on Wikipedia down the bottom, how it has things like television shows produced in Australia or actors and actresses from Australia. Yeah, yeah. That one has the category of television shows filmed in Canberra. And I'm like, what? So I clicked on it. Think, what else was shot in Canberra? And it's the only thing they're shot in Canberra. Porn. The fact that the fact that that even has its own credit. You know what I mean? That that has a legitimised place in the in the history of Australian television. Hot dogs up late. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, we got to do better. We got to do better. That's a guy that's made famous by putting his dick in a hot dog bun. <laughs> Man, oh, Harry loves just, his hot dogs. We need higher aspirations. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's no the mint with Millsy. So you know. <laughs> Oh, I didn't, I didn't even know what that is. Oh, it was another, like... Best, best, you don't. <laughs> it was the same, same sort of deal. I was actually thinking today about the, the, the bottle thing. Ah, yes. About yes. The, the bottle problem. Three litres, five litres. Yeah, yeah. Well, because there's this, there's this guy that's, like, posted a thing on, on YouTube about, like, this is an example of great problem solving. But then he misses the... Because the problem is they skip over the how they got to the two litres part. Yeah. But then again, I thought about it and there is actually a way that you could do it. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But they don't explain it. They don't explain it. They don't explain how they got to the two leaders. And that always kind of frustrates me. Fun fact, making of. Did you say you're in Woi Woi? Yes. Is that the Spike Milligan place where he lived in Australia for a while? His mother lived there. That is correct. That is correct. His mother. My my father points it out every time. Ah. And I think Felicity Ward or a few other comedians... Maybe it's a rich part of New South Wales. Felicity Ward, I think, were up there. One of her shows she did. All right. Yeah.
That's cool. You're hitting all the cool clubs and everything? Yeah. You have a show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival? Yes. What's it called? It's called Ferocious. Ferocious. Okay. Yeah. After Clint. I got called up last year and anyway, I was all prepared. I told work, look, I'm not going to be in on Monday. I've got jury and they're all pissing themselves laughing and it got cancelled. I get a text at 4 p.m. It's been cancelled tomorrow. And then it's going to be the day after. So four days in a row it got cancelled and then whatever case it was clearly got thrown out and I wasn't required. But yeah, they sent all the information about how much you get paid for it. Did they test you to see that you wouldn't be a biased juror? I think so. And I can't remember what that was. The trick I is to say you're off. prejudiced against every race. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I said, you know, I was a Mason and a member of the Ku Klux Klan yeah. and um, all that stuff. And, you know, I picketed on Victoria. Sorry, Wellington Parade, you know. The and they were like, you're perfect. For- you just yeah. leaned, <laughs> Shane, uh, Trent, you just leaned into the microphone and said, I uh, read 4chan. <laughs> what is it called? HM. Four chan. Four chan. I love that character on The Simpsons. You know who does the air type goes Ooh, when someone says something bad. You know that character Trent. Someone says something embarrassing or whatever, mm. and they cut to this character going Ooh, and pulling his imaginary. I don't know tie. him. Okay. How do I not know him? Shit. No, it's a, it's a thing. I, 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 you know I, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it helps to see mm. the action. Yeah, that's I mean, right. so for podcasting, doing uh, <laughs> it doesn't really translate. But I we, think we he's friends it. with the guy that talks like that. Hey, keto, you know, like Charles Ronson, that guy. <laughs> Uh, Donkey Kong, that guy, yeah. Because one of my friends is in the NT Tourism commercial that they've been using for two and a half years or something like that. And occasionally they'll renew it and he gets a message saying, here's a check. We're going to keep using that commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where it's, uh, you'll never know if you don't go or... Uh, No, after that one. It was Daryl Summers, wasn't it? That was Daryl Summers, yeah. Yeah. That was a couple and they're jogging through the park. Oh, the one that say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other guy comes along and says, what was your favourite part? This part, this part, this part. Yeah. So my friend Mm. Tim was the guy, the husband in that. And Ah. he said he got paid obscene amounts of money. Yeah, and got to go on a killer holiday to the Northern Territory. But they keep renewing the ad. It was meant to be for like six months. And two and a half years later, he gets these things. So There you go. That's where their money's going. And he's not from the Territory. (laughs) No, he's from Melbourne. (laughs) False advertising. And the- Does it have narration in it at the end? Like summing up- no. Word to the wise. But That's like, have stuff. you done like the, there's the Black Mirror um, interactive um, episode? Have you? Has everyone done no. this? Choose your own adventure. Yeah, it's a choose your own really? adventure one. Uh, you can spend hours. Oh, have shit. you done it? It's. I have not, but oh. I, I think they've done something pretty sneaky about it. What were you going to say about it? I've I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I I've I've done the adventure and I've done gone through it and done every single option. <laughs> so I've watched it. Wow. I guess like forty times. A completist. Yeah, I had to find out because there's one part. A tiny bit of a spoiler. Um, it says you have to like kill somebody that you love. Like it gives you the option to run away or kill mm. the person. And to get to the end of the actual film, you have to pick the thing. Oh, so they circle you back around. <laughs> so you're always given that choice until you typical Black Mirror. But that's the that's, that's the twist in it, right? Because in the end, they're saying technology is ruining us. And then do you do this? You watch this episode, and you're becoming the Black Mirror. Oh, technology it, of the interactive. It's episode. actually making you a bad person, right? It's that is meta. It's the best. It's the best. Everyone so, should do it. Do you think the endings are satisfying? No. <laughs> no. And does that make you redo? It makes you redo it, and you go into that black hole each time. So I reckon a black five, hole or black mirror. Yeah, I reckon maybe ten hours I've spent on that. <laughs>
It's depressing, but it's great. And I, I love the interactivity of it because I was a big Goosebumps fan um, oh, growing yeah. up. So all of those <laughs> yeah, choose yeah, yeah. adventures. R.L. Stein. Yeah. And there's all these like ones you can choose like what song he's going to listen to in his Walkman. And that's how met, like that's how into the movie you can Holy get. Shit. And if you choose the song, it changes the whole timeline. Awesome. I'm choosing metal. Oh, have you got heavy metal? I don't know if there's metal. There's like two 80s songs. Um, either way, I'm you can't out. go wrong. It's a good time. Right? Wait, 80s songs is it hair metal? Skid Row? Love hair metal. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Look up hair force. Why is that George Lucas link? I got it. I got it. Can I answer this oh, one? Harrison please? Ford was in. But that's not. That's Harrison Ford. That's not George Lucas. That's what I mean. But he's yeah, in the exactly. movie. <laughs> Everything's connected. That's the way Star Wars works. Everything is connected. <laughs> I still don't get him. Harrison Ford starred in Star Wars. George Lucas. Yes, that's right. No. You fill in the dots. Ford was in Clear and Present Danger. Oh, yeah. Danger yeah. the film. Yeah. That's yeah. probably a part. Harrison Good Ford, movie. previously a carpenter. Jesus Christ, a carpenter. The Starts with J. The cross in Davidson Park. Wow. Oh, interesting. Everything's Harrison, because he was doing a lot of set work at this time. Mm. Harry would have, could he possibly been responsible for some set building? Let's hope so. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, American Zotropes <laughs> just down the road. <laughs> Roaring the, the office. Well, he was just the builder, not yeah, the designer. So oh, he, yes. He right. can get away good with point. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just doing his job. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> But at the same time, Harrison Ford couldn't give a fuck about Han Solo. No, no. It's my favorite thing ever is that Harrison Ford being oh, one of my first. like like a lot of like a lot of my favorite characters through film. Harrison Ford characters, Indiana Jones, up there with one of my top three mm. favorite characters of all time. Couldn't give a fuck about Indiana Jones. Anyone who's like, hey, can you sell me Indiana Jones? Shit, he's like, fuck off. I don't care. I don't want any part of this. I think it's great. Harrison, but, um, what about Presumed Innocent too? Oh yeah. You'd like to do that? Think, yeah, there's only two films he, he ever talks about loving. Um, the, the Mosquito role. Coast? Mosquito Coast. I love that movie. I think he said that uh, that was his second favourite part, but uh, Witness. And okay. the reason why Witness was because um, well, he's a carpenter by trade. <laughs> and he, in Witness, he does a lot of carpentry. Um, seriously, there's interviews with him talking about that. You know how you have those teachers and everybody's had them? Um, Are you one of them? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, those teachers that like they they decided to be a teacher because of because of the money, but not because they like teaching kids. Yeah. Like maybe they're really good at maths, but they're shit ass at teaching kids or building connections yeah. or building rapport. Harrison Ford is clearly one of those people. Like he became an actor, but not because he likes acting. Like yeah. <laughs> he became an actor because he wanted the money and people thought he was good at it, but not because he enjoys it or wants to build any rapport with any of his <laughs> colleagues. My so my partner, she uh, when we go to weddings and stuff. She, well, we particularly went to one wedding in Sydney and there was this girl there and she became friends with her and then they were getting shots and she was just buying this girl drinks all night. And I'm like, what are you doing? And this girl started like vomiting into her own purse. So good. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, it's a free bar. And no one remembers the second drunkest at a wedding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so she started buying this girl drinks or well, getting them for her <laughs> so that she could get really drunk. But it's actually quite psychotic. It's a genius plan. It's- it's a genius plan yeah. <laughs> Playing the long game. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of crazy. But talking about uh, drawings of dicks. So I have this running gag with Adam Knox, right? Um, and what I do is I take a photo, pretend to take a photo of Adam Knox but I've downloaded another photo off the internet. Um, I downloaded that Bob guy for the artist um, with the big fluffy hair and, and Adam hasn't cut his hair for a while. And I was like, hey, Adam, 
I'll take your photo and he every time falls for it. Yeah. And then I show him the picture and it's the art guy and he's like, oh, you're such an asshole. <laughs> and then he goes, you know what? I'm going to download a picture of a dick and then I'm going to pretend to take your photo. And then when you turn around, I'm going to reveal that it's a dick. The- Why would he tell you that plan? But, <laughs> but, it, but my phone's flat and I just I know what I run into. I just couldn't be bothered and I just want to get that joker. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next time I seen him, I downloaded a picture of a dick <laughs> and I was like, hey, Adam. And it was just a drawing. And then I just, I showed it. And I'm like, oh, take your photo. And then I showed it to him and he goes, fuck you. <laughs> you got me with my own joke. <laughs> and then... John Hastings comes up to me and goes, hey, man, when's that podcast on? And I was like, oh, it's in my phone. And I opened my phone to a drawing of a dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, this is hard to explain. <laughs> and John's like, you Google weird shit, man. <laughs> I t- that was, yeah, I forgot that that happened last night. I mean, a lot of it happened last night. It was a busy evening. At least you guys are comedians. You can get away with something like that. I always have to check for that before I get into my lift at my office job. Because mm. if I open up my phone, who knows what the last thing that was that I Googled. <laughs> and I'm all around corporate scum in, in ties. And it's very hard to talk my way out of it. Oh, I was doing a bit with my friend who's yeah. also a comedian. Oh, it's <laughs> such a long story. Yeah, that's- it pays off like pretty well. The fact that you did it, Tim, is great. But still... <laughs> I would have got full photo of a D though. Why? Why drawing? Just get a fleshy, veiny <laughs> cock. Something real tasty. I worked on a comedy company uh, years ago, mm-hmm. and I, I did a sketch where I played Alan, Alan Bond. Oh wow! And I, I know this is back in the nineties. I was in makeup for all about five minutes, and we came out. I looked there's a big image of it. Oh yeah. But I met this guy on the on the, the shoot, and he said to me. And he was made up to look like, um, oh, I think, um, um, John Elliott or something oh, like that. <laughs> and he said to me, wow, your makeup's incredible. And I hadn't met him before. I said, he said, wow, your makeup's incredible. You look so like Alan Bond. I said, you look like so, you look so much like John Elliott. I mean, what have they done with your, your forehead there? <laughs> and, I, nice. and I said, the, the way it made your jaw stick out. And he got really shitty. Oh, no, yeah, I then, see where this is going. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then four hours later, we're in makeup, getting our makeup cleaned off, and it's his real job. Uh, <laughs> oh. They did a great job on the ridiculous jaw. Yeah, yeah. They've really made you look grotesque from like the nose down. They've done a great job. You can stop stuttering now. This, this sketch is over. What? 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 <laughs> We did a movie uh, that came out like in, on my podcast that came out a, earlier this year. It might have been last year. And it was one of those... Um, it was a submarine movie uh, starring... Oh, who's... not John Bon Jovi. No, that was years ago, wasn't it? U571 or whatever. Was that? Was Bon Jovi in that? I'm pretty sure. Like <laughs> You'll get obscene amounts of people probably in their early to mid-30s going to see it as well with their yeah. kids. And, oh, well, I saw probably this in 1993. So, so there's only two types of people that will see Aladdin, right? You get kids that want to take their parents, mm. and then you get parents that want to take their kids. Yeah. Those are the only two types. You're going to get either kids that saw the trailer and they're like, it's Aladdin. Um, or you're going to get parents that's like, this is the shit when I was a kid. So I'm going to take my kid and make them love it and cram just Disney <laughs> movies until they hate me. Um, because what kid doesn't love all the movies that their parents love? So, like, you know, if you want to look and review a movie so succinctly as we are, you're going to find a lot more plot holes than there would be if you were to just take it at face value. 
That's what I did with my daughter and uh, Revenge of the Nerds. You really, yeah. <laughs> I reviewed my daughter to a point where I just, so many potholes, I hate her. <laughs> the worst. Face value, she's lovely, but now. That's hilarious. I think you might cry more as a father than you did not being a father. Yeah, I think um, when I hear like bad yeah. stories in the news, like yeah. you start to really think. Yeah, yeah. You become, I think you become a lot more empathetic. Yeah, for sure. Has, has anything taken the place of uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox for you as your favourite film? No, it's still... I think I have gotten so much more out of the movie looking at it one minute at a time that I now have these wonderful memories tied into it that yeah. it's still kind of holding over. I mean, I do have other movies that I absolutely adore. Yeah, you watch other movies. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, all the time. I'm always watching movies. Um, but at the end of the day, this movie just is going to hold a special place for me now. So, what What's second tier to that? Um, I'm a big Disney nerd. Yeah. Unabashedly. <laughs> and I think I think right up there for me is Little Mermaid and Mulan. Um, I'm yes. also a big fan of My Cousin Vinny. Um, one of my favorite movies too. <laughs> tattoos. I, I, I just, I, I was out last night and a guy showed me his tattoo and I took a photo of it and I haven't been able to tell anyone about this because I've forgotten. I'll show you this photo. It doesn't really work for a podcast. We'll put it on the show notes. He's He's got a tattoo that says, I am Jack Bauer on his back. Wow. In like, like oh in God. digital font. On It's like wow. a tramp stamp. Just above his bond yes. line. Yeah. It's so, and I, I don't even remember why he showed me, but I've got it now. So that's good. Kudos to him for not getting, I am not crack Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bogan kind of thing to do. Like. I wish he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, people are weird. They are strange. Sounds like a song, doesn't it, Trent? It does. No, oh, I don't know. It was, um, who's the guy that's in 300 and now he's doing Olympus's, there's another Olympus. David Wynnum! No. Gerard Butler? Gerard Butler. Is he's Scottish guy? or he's Irish or he's something else. the fuck is he? Where did he Hunter come Killer. from? We did Hunter Killer. Is, uh, that's the movie. So we did Hunter Killer and it was all based in a submarine and everybody that was in that movie is the who's who of general people in a submarine. Like, if you go back and watch any other army film that's ever been made and there's a submarine, just like the same 12 actors are probably in all of it. Like, it's just their typecast is general British men in submarine. <laughs> and that's all they do. What's it called again? Hunter Killer. Wasn't good. Spoiler alert. Don't bother listening to our podcast. I'll tell you now. Not a good movie. Um, <laughs> I was looking up the actors. We need we need to get you in touch with Spit and Polish Podcast. Yeah. They uh, oh, yeah, review absolutely. a lot of horrible films. It's just, um, well, the thing is, is, like, generally speaking, most people would go out and maybe see three or four films a year that they think they will like. And out of those three or four a year, they might have liked three of them. Yeah. That statistic more or less stays the same, even if you see one a week. For a whole year, you're still only really going to like three of them, which then real, which then just yeah. ends up being super negative towards films. <laughs> I was thinking when I was reading a, a bit about the movie, I um, I noticed there was actually a, I don't know if you've spoken about it before, but there was a sort of what, what some people say was a bit of a copycat uh, school kidnapping in Australia in Faraday. Whose name? Yeah, the kidnapper's name was Eastwood. Yes, <laughs> it was an interesting <laughs> um, interesting coincidence. What was that, Cam? There actually was a hijacking. Oh, yeah, there was a famous bus hijacking. We were talking... Actually, Ben and I were talking about it just before, and you referred to no, it as he, the ref he referred to it. No, you... Is that the... Oh, they that mentioned that. Far the Faraday, oh, the Faraday, Faraday school kidnapping. Oh, yeah, okay. they, they know about it in America. That's how famous it is. Oh, right. well, I don't know what happened in that. Oh, uh, some some guys like kidnapped a, a, country, a, a rural school full of children. Wow. 
And then the, the education the education minister went out with the ransom money, yeah. but they didn't. The but they didn't meet him. Yeah. And he's uh, the big thing. You know what his name was? Eastwood was his surname. Oh yeah, it was uh, Eastwood. <laughs> that was the only thing that made the connection really part of pop culture. I think. It wasn't his only uh, like child kidnapping either. He went on after uh, leaving prison to do the same thing again. Actually, yeah, that might have been fictionalized. Proving once again, Dirty Harry's. You know, uh, sorry, the Chief's aphorism that once they do one crime, they'll do it again and again. Yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine was also corpse of the week on an episode of Doctor Blake as well, ah. and he was saying that the bit when he filmed, it was in Werribee Park Gorge or whatever, and it was on his 54th birthday, covered in makeup, covered in mud, you know, half clothed. And he's thinking, oh, yeah, shit, this is what it's come to. And then he woke up and thought, oh, that's right, I've got to be filming today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone out last night. But it kind of destroyed the idea that, you know, there's a link between Miss Fisher and Dr. Blake's world because he played a coroner in Miss Fisher and then Corpse of the Week in Dr. Blake. And I thought... Because yeah, mm. I like to think of them as like brother sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shows. So I think they're really similar and great. But they're very different eras, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they're like 30 yeah. years apart. Yeah. But- <laughs> Look, it's Australia. It's what we have. Okay. <laughs> Getting a really depressing insight to the professional acting scene in Australia. We want it to be like, you know, Marvel Universe, but like ABC Universe. And there's like, you know, all these period dramas in you know, mid-century the ABC Victoria. Universe, yeah. Noni Hazelhurst is <laughs> yeah. the... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> of Australia's universe. Was your friend's makeup to make him look pasty like Officer Collins? Yeah, because yeah. his body had been there for a little while, I think. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Hey, Greta, yeah. have you, in your time tonightly and other projects, have you ever done any sketches you filmed on location at night? I have done, yep. Ever met any uh, characters in your time? Ski masks. Um, Good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it matters if it's day or night. It's just like cameras are idiot magnets. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just you have a camera out in public and someone's going to come up and, you know, oh, is this going to be on the telly? Yeah, mate. Like, what do you reckon? <laughs> then you got to, like, get rid of them. And I mean, I guess the biggest pitfall with filming at night is... You've forgotten stuff. That's what I've done. I'm mm. like, oh, okay, we're ready to go. Where's the thing? The shirt. I had supposed to wear a particular shirt for one shoot and I forgot it. And it's too late to go and get it again. So I had to cut holes in another black garment that I had. Mm. I guess, yeah, forgetting stuff because it's too late. You can't just send a runner to go and pick up the thing because all the shots are shut. Mm, that's, that's a boring true. answer, but yeah. And that's what Scorpio does. He forgot to load his gun. <laughs> and that's what costs him. <laughs> Uh, my favourite when it comes to that is not a character from a movie, but a character from real life called Tyler Lee Jewell. Oh, Tyler Lee Jewell. <laughs> who wrote the best IMDb review ever called um, Cameron Diaz. It was in our episode on Annie from 2014. Ooh. And he he speaks. In, he's insane. He's, he, he's, he's, his uh, review is, Dear Cameron Diaz, <laughs> he's like, when you go to New York City which is in New York State. Could you please find my friend Macaulay Culkin? I need his help because I'm making an animated movie. <laughs> it goes on and on and if on. If you look up his username on IMDb, he just has a bunch of reviews where he's just building up this story about how he's making a movie about Pluto the dog and Figaro the cat. And, it, and he, he's always just... 
talking to the people that are in the film, asking them to contact these actors that he really likes. Look up Tyler Lee Jewel. There's one where there's a Disney site, like a Disney site, and someone's doing like if they <laughs> oh, one of the Disney wikis. If they wanted to do, if you had to do Fantasia today, <laughs> what would you do? And someone wrote out a very huge list of what they want to do, very detailed. And Tyler just responded with wrong. It was he had his his long thing. Then the person responded with, "Oh, well, this is my one." And then he responded with wrong and just repeated himself again. <laughs> Copy and pasted his entire spiel again. That's the best <laughs> character, like Alice. And he has a YouTube channel. Two, two things about Tyler. John, can you get him on the program? Yeah, I'll try. Please, Please do. A second, do, were you guys aware of him when IMDb still had the message boards? No, he only does oh. reviews. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Cause I, because I looked him up after. Oh. And he only does reviews. <laughs> his, his highest rated review is for Home Alone, which is Dear Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I want to do a movie. I've told my friend Cameron. Hmm. <laughs> and it's just on and on. But yeah. Well, Home Alone inspired Greg Sestero, the star of uh, The Room. The Room. And- to become an actor. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His he, role. Pesci's. He, he wrote... A, no, he as a kid, mm. he wrote a sequel to Home Alone <gasps> and, and sent it to... We've all done that. Well, it was the and, and John well, Hughes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was called Home Alone Chris to Lost Drake. in New York. And yeah, he yeah he said, oh, "I want to make a movie just like Home Alone," and it was going to be set in the theme park and stuff. But then there was an interview with Macaulay on uh, Macaulay has some podcast now with Sestero on there, and they talk about cool. it, how we wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah, they're great. <laughs> and then but, they are, made it. <laughs> but are they as good as Dirty Harry? I don't think so. Uh, Pete, last episode we were waxing lyrical with Jerry about in our pop culture of America, like watching uh, John Hughes movies and stuff. They always have the station wagons with faux wood on the side and how that's such an exotic part of us, like in um, National Lampoons and everything. Like, do station wagons really have this wood panelling on the side and did it get rotten and woodworm and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, we actually had one, a station wagon with the wood on the side. So was it actual wood? I think it was plastic, actually. I think it was plastic. Just made made to to look look like like wood. wood. Yeah. Oh, okay. So weird. Otherwise, you'd have to take your car to a mechanic and a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that's uh, well, peaches do come in cans. That's true, but well, I guess that's just a. I mean, peaches come in cans, but it's kind of like the. It's a kind of a, an inheritance of the of like my mom would can peaches, but they were in jars, right? So when you yeah. ran out of those, you went to the store and you bought them in a can. I guess I don't know. So you have them all year round, peaches. It's a different world then. We didn't have like, inter- you know, you didn't get like oranges from South South Africa. And you're like, South Africa? How can this be economically viable to bring oranges from South Africa? But that's what you buy in the wintertime here. So it seems very yeah. strange. Yeah. Do yeah. you know, um, just on a, a side story, I, um, mm. I was watching something, I think on TV, one of the channels, and they, I think it was about a, a crime in somewhere in the US and they had a, a shot above the city mm. and you could see like a few Denny's within within this a few you know radius of a few blocks. So I looked up this city and there was a literally about I reckon twenty Denny's that I could see in this C B D or what I assume is the C B D. It was like literally one every two corner corners. Yeah. And I was mm. thinking I was thinking, this is incredible. <laughs> there were all twenty four hours as well. <laughs> Wow. What, what city was that? I can't remember. but I've got to, uh, I'm going to that city. Whatever city that is. It sounds like my kind of city. I'll let you know when I remember. But uh, it, seem, it seems particularly odd for us in a city where they were one or two in the 90s and they 
went out of business. Yeah. 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 But they're quite a good shop, are they, Denny's? I think so. But I mean, in, in the previous minute, we, I described how Melbourne is always ahead of the game when it comes to fast food, and that's one more way. No Denny's in Sydney ever. <laughs> Trust me, I would have gone. But you're one in Melbourne. You've got Sizzler, damn it! You've got Sizzler. Give us back. Well, give us Sizzler. <laughs> And move instead of Big M. Move is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Now we got move. That's, uh, that's, I, I, I'm, I'm not calling that a win or a loss. I feel like that's a draw. Yeah. <laughs> the milk is flavoured milk. <laughs> what else have you got to tell us about this minute, JB? Have you been on the Wikipedia page? What's that? Uh, what would Trent do in this situation? Oh, is there a page for this minute? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dudes. I've just noticed everything's a bit slow, so I'm just um, hmm. getting rid of some background stuff. Ah. Ah. Shut down, Mr. Clippy. Should we keep talking? Yeah, keep talking. Yeah. But yeah, I'll cut all this out. Sorry. So how's your morning oh, been, yes. Tim? <laughs> well, oh, aside from all the illegal stuff I did, yeah. I guess, well, pretty uneventful, really. Right. Yeah. Likely story. I'd be looking into that mm. if there's any policemen watching, yeah. listening. Um, yeah, I just was down the soup kitchen, normal, just went for a jog, just, just the regular, exactly what you would expect. Went to a couple of different churches, cover all my bases, being a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, now I'm here. Important part of the afternoon and then the end of the day. And you're probably completely forgiven. That's right. Until next week. Mm. I think everything's going all right now. All right, I'll fix it up in post. So, uh, what'd you get up to today? <laughs> I masturbated a lot. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine, Esquire. Is this? A, have you? You've spent a lot of time in Marin County, have you, Daniel? Um, not much. Um, you know, when I'm down there, I'm usually visiting family, or you know, I worked there, uh, not in that area for a bit, but in Napa. But uh, it's not a little. It's beautiful. I mean, it's it's definitely more populated than it was in the '70s, but that's just because. Everyone has moved to San Francisco to work in some fancy tech jobs. Um, but it's still, yeah, it is out of the city. <laughs> Sorry, that little line I just quoted was stolen from the 1974 film Stone, so just okay. so there's no... <laughs> None of this is an iron dialogue. It's a oh, no, big no. mashup of... Uh, sure. <laughs> was Adelaide ever part of a filming location, any Mad Max or anything? Somewhere uh, in South Australia? Cooper Pedy the third one. Okay. More bad boy Bubby kind of uh, location. Storm boy. Oh, yeah. Finn. Break him around. You've never had any uh, cops jump onto your bus roof? To- there, should have, there should be in some situations because, uh, you know, I come from... <clears throat> when I was growing up, they built this thing called the Adelaide O-Barn. Oh, that thing's great. It's just like... They just cut through a beautiful natural river, <laughs> just chuck this concrete rail through it so you get, like, direct access to the city, which was good for me for where I came from, but screw you, everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to walk <laughs> or take a horse or whatever backwards thing they do in that, in that state. I bring it up just because so many of the actors and actresses that we've seen in these movies that my co-host Julia and I have watched, they seem to overlap a lot. Like, there's a very limited pool yeah. of talent to pull from on the continent. Yeah, absolutely. We Here in Melbourne, we had a company um, that used to produce uh, television, uh, cop shows for television. They had one on the three major networks, and it was here in Melbourne, and they'd bring 
actors down from Sydney to guest for a week in one of the shows and then they'd be the villain in the other two shows on the other channels, you know, on the week that they were going to air <laughs> kind of thing because, you know, it was air flights um, were costly in the 70s. Yeah, Rick, um, Mad Max... Mad Max had a few Division Four alumni, didn't it? Is that the show you're thinking of? Well, that's one of them, the Homicide. Yeah. And- oh, absolutely. Homicide, yeah. Yeah, Homicide, Division Four. Uh, several people showed up from, uh, like, Sheila Florence was in- Prisoner. Uh, the Wentworth Prison. Yeah, pr- Prisoner. Uh, show. Yeah, you can all, it's all, it's so funny. Um, when you go through the Mad Max cast listing, all the supporting actors, it's just, what else have they done? Prisoner, Prisoner, Prisoner. Um... <laughs> Basically, I hate Saturday. (laughs) We, uh, as we're going through Mad Max Fury Road, we got up to the point where we've started to meet the old women. And one of the first ones that I talked about was on Division 4. And I was like, oh, man, this is bringing me back to season one of the podcast, (laughs) talking about all these people on these same shows. Which actress was that one? Do you remember? I want to say it was Jillian Jones. Ah, yes. She played one of the Vuvalini. Yeah, I think that the eldest one, the one who lived, the uh, Melissa Jaffa, was in a lot of films. She, the, a lot of them were th- stage actors, those those actresses. They're best known for sort of theatre work than film or television. Yeah, it's always interesting hearing about the stage performances of the people in these movies. Uh, for instance, the Toady from Road Warrior. Yeah, Max Down Phipps. in Melbourne, he played Dr. Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror Show yep. for decades. Yeah. Oh, he played Gough Whitlam as well, yeah? In the like dismissal, Gough- yeah. Yeah, in the, in the dismissal. Yeah, that, that performance of Rocky Horror was a lot of people in this country, their introduction to that character throughout the 70s and 80s. The actor, you mean? Well, that yeah. character. Uh, yeah, th- 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 in Australia, uh, he was better known as Frankenfurter rather than uh, um, Tim Curry. Didn't Red Simons do it for a while? Yeah, that, that was later on in the 90s. <laughs> I think that was my introduction to some... It was him and I was like, what's Red doing? What's going on? Now, Rick, Trent um, is a big fan of Division 4 and he's watched almost the entire series. <laughs> and it came up, we were watching an episode where um, uh, a stadium scene, they film in a sports stadium here and they lock it down We're just... It was a very eerie vibe and a bit different from the Kizar Stadium here, but um, I was watching that and I thought, oh, yeah, I should check out this old show. It used to be on TV late at night, but I don't know. I know a lot of famous Australians came up from it. Now, speaking of areas that have aged, I know we talked a little bit before about how the quarry is now condominiums and the only thing that's left in that area is that tiny house we saw, but the quarry where they filmed Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome that's where they put the Olympic Park, and the actual pit where they built Barter Town got filled in with water because of a bunch of frogs. That's right. Where was it filmed? In Home Homebush in Sydney. Oh, oh right. yeah. Is that when? When did we have the Olympics? Two thousand or something? Yep. Ah, Homebush, Nutbush City. Sorry, <laughs> Tina Turner reference there, guys. <laughs> oh, I see yep. what you did. <laughs> You've never seen Star wow. Trek. I've never, no, not really. A few Shatner. F- I, when I yeah. grew up, Star Trek was like a real nerdy thing. Like you really had to commit socially to liking Star Trek. And, uh, you know, I was willing to go there if I had to. But what I saw of it, I just was not impressed. This is before like Next Generation and stuff like that. I grew up with just the original Star Trek as a show in reruns. And 
I just found it so boring. And, it, you know, I've talked to other people and they said, well, you just saw, like, bad episodes. Because my constant example is Are- Arena, where he fights the, the Gorn or whatever. And that show just felt like it was yeah. four hours long to me as a teenager. I just couldn't believe that what I was watching existed <laughs> as entertainment. But, uh, yeah, I just... No, I've never been a fan of it, so... That's why I've not seen uh, Deep Space Nine. I did watch Next Generation for a little while, but uh, yeah, I got tired of that. Deep too. Space Deep Space Nine Deep Space Nine is more like modern television. It has like an overarching narrative of a war happening and okay. lots of like it's basically like kind of Game of Thrones of Deep Space Nine, where you have like all these characters and all these interactions, and it all leads up to a big Gonzo plot. If you, as we were saying before, your compatriots on Film Slice reviewed this, yeah. do you think they'd have a go at the politics of the movie or more just the storytelling? It's not fast-paced enough. Um, it's too short. I think we generally stick closer to the technical side of how the film is made, right. the acting, um, plot holes, things like that. I think we'd probably veer away from the politics just based on the fact that we're all... I'm 25, all of my, uh, my other two um, hosts are my age. We wouldn't, like, do it justice. Well, um, for for our international viewers and and listeners, viewers, uh, viewers listen, speaking. <laughs> hope they're not looking at me. <laughs> Are we being you're, filmed? You're, well, Is there a camera you're, you're in using, the room? You're using the internet to access this material, so you're looking. You're obviously looking at something. You're using your, um, okay, your sensory right, factors reaching. to to to, <laughs> to get this information. But are you guys keen to hear some more real murder stories? Sure. If this gets us into the true crime <laughs> category. <laughs> Well, this concerns um, later minutes about, you know, police beatings. This is the famous Korea Girls Murders. Have you heard of this, Joel? In the US? Mm. Set in New York where some, you know, slightly liberated women, move, young women, professionals moving to the city and should they be in the big bag city where murders can happen? Uh, 1963, two young women, Wiley Hoffert, are murdered in their Manhattan apartment, um, found by their housemate returning home. Both bodies were stabbed over 50 times with knives from their own kitchen. Initially, police believed that the victims knew the killer because there was no forced entry or anything stolen. And the thinking back then was that level of violence, 50 stabs, was usually an indication of a personal relationship with the victim, which I don't know, is that taken for granted now? There's no correlation between how violent a murder is that that you know them? It's not... mm. Also, the apartment was on the third floor and guarded by a doorman, suggesting that the person who came up was some unknown. The case went cold despite a $10,000 reward. Unrelated, in April 1964, another woman identified young black man George Whitman Jr., a 19-year-old day labourer, as the man who had uh, attempted to rape her a few days prior. Um, Later, the girl would admit that Whitmore was the only suspect the police had shown her. So Whitman was picked up and it was in, was in possession of a photo of a white blonde woman. Um, Brooklyn detective believed the woman in the photo was one of the girls that had been earlier murdered. Her family denied it, the deceased girl. It was, a, it was in fact a photo of a woman who had lost or discarded it in a park where Whitmore had found it and decided to keep it in his wallet for some unknown reason. Whitmore was questioned for hours upon hours for the deaths those months before, before finally confessing in a 61-page document. He did not give the police any information the police didn't already have. He claimed to have been beaten by the police and there was no evidence that uh, counsel had been there to represent him. 
uh, member of this stage, Miranda wasn't quite law yet. Um, Whitmore obtained witnesses attesting he'd been in New Jersey at the time of the murders, watching a live TV broadcast of Martin Luther King. This idea was later used actually in the Boston Strangler, where uh, Tony Curtis said he was watching a JFK speech. Uh, October 1964, unrelated, a small-time drug dealer is arrested, and in return for leniency, he gave what he said was the real career girl's killer. On the day of the killing, he'd met an old acquaintance, Ricky Robles, who had confessed to him, had turned up to his apartment on the day of the killings and demanded drugs while his hands and clothes were covered in blood. Based on this new information, this uh, drug addict Robles was tried for the murders of the two girls, and his attorneys attempted to use Whitmore, the young black man purportedly beaten. They tried to use his confession to create a reasonable doubt that their own client, Robles, had committed the crime. The prosecutor summoned the detective uh, and said, Police detectives, who may have been motivated by their sense of justice, resorted to highly questionable means to extract a confession from a suspect who is too weak to resist. Their colossal blunders in the Career Girls murders case almost put George Whitmore Jr. on death row for a crime he certainly didn't commit. Whitmore obviously was acquitted of any in involvement. No formal charges were brought against the police for their brutality. And Whitmore successfully sued for false arrest and was rewarded $500,000 from the city of New York. This was later used as the pilot for Koljak, where Telly Savellis believes that a black youth who confessed the murder of two girls, was coerced by the police. There you go. Mm. Who loves you, baby? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very tenuously all I have connected to this minute. Um, now, coffee and donuts, a stereotype of the, the cop. I think um, in the previous little scene we saw some donuts or coffee or whatever. I wonder when that became a stereotype. Is that since the beginning in history have they made fun of cops? <laughs> anyway. Megan, are there Tom Skerritt in your movie? He plays mm -hmm. sort of a gothic type weirdo, doesn't he? In a way, is he like the quiet? Can you see him as being a, a killer? He Duke is kind of a quiet. Oh no, he's not. He tries to sleep with every woman he comes well, he across. He does, but he's like <laughs> He's like swat. He tries to be suave about it, right? Like. Like, in a Jeremy Clarkson way, right? Like, he doesn't try to be... <laughs> I think they're reaching for a connection that isn't there. Yeah. You leave my know. Duke alone. <laughs> I know you love Duke. Duke is... I mean, he's adorable, and he's cute, and he's not the ringleader at all, But and he's not abashed or ashamed of the fact that he's a womanizer, but he definitely tries to pretend when he first meets women that he's not a womanizer. He doesn't want to come off that way, necessarily. It's like it's angle to try to get in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough. The Zodiac was quite prescriptive, wasn't wasn't that? Um, yes. Is that right? Yes, I think the Zodiac killer from memory was mm. very much like, this is who I'm going to kill, blah, so, blah, blah. So but Pete, of... Pete, mm -hmm. Pete, the Zodiac letters, didn't he want people to wear Zodiac buttons and he was jealous of the Charles Manson news reporting? So were, they, were those letters confirmed to be from the Zodiac killer where he was like... I'm not I'm not sure which, which I'm not sure if those were or not. I think... Those might still be questioned. I, I know the the ones he wrote to the Chronicle were confirmed, but I don't, those I don't think were as overt. Like you're not giving me the attention I need. Yeah, the movie doesn't play that angle of that possible truth at all in this movie. Like I said, there's there's just a bit where he's on the the four o'clock news saying, you know, they're harassing me. 
There's mm-hmm. no there's no real sense that he's taunting the police really. He just wants his money. Yeah. He's not deliberately taunting Harry in this movie. Don't know if you know at this point in time, but a beautiful woman's just been shot by an unnamed man. We have no idea who either of them was. Is that too scary to begin? I've never seen this movie before. Never? <laughs> <laughs> now you're ruining it for me. <laughs> nah, that's right. I'll, I'll catch up. So just uh, on Tom Skerritt, I just want to add, because of that character portrayal, you know, as a, a sleaze or whatever, he's tried to escape that for the last 49 years by sporting a moustache. So true. For the rest of his life. So true. And so completely yeah. unrecognisable without that distinctive um, <laughs> brush on his upper lip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, you know, part of the background info that I give when we're chatting is stuff I pulled from IMDb or just, you know, g- Google and... Um, Finding, you know, here's 20 things you never knew about Escape from New York and, you know, stuff like that. Where I, where I put the uh, music jingle? Mean? I've got a music jingle. I'll put it in okay, after fact. Okay, cool. IMDb Ooh. says, when the police... Oh, IMDb, heli- that's what you said. Yeah. I'm like, what? DBD, I, what? I, I, oh, I don't know what this is. I was actually watching Michael McKean last night in the latest season of Grace and Frankie, and it's hard to reconcile how he looks or has looked for the last years with the character he plays in that film. Yeah. I think all the, the actors do a great job in, in the band. And um, I've said for, for a long time, I was very confused. Uh, Christopher guest is another actor from spinal tap, yes. but he's also in the princess bride and I, he looks totally different, even knowing who he is or what character he's playing. Um, for a long time, I'd say, Oh, it doesn't look like, like Christopher guest, but um, the truth is, it's it's that he doesn't look like his Spinal Tap character. <laughs> that makes it so different. Yeah. Does it like vary by department? Is that like a homicide badge, maybe, or is there different ones for different departments in the police? I'm just I'm just throwing ideas out. I don't know. <laughs> hey Tim, have you seen Shaft the remake? Oh, uh, a long time ago. With Chris, throws away his Christian badge. Bale, is it? I think maybe. Is he the bad guy? Or? I think yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 I think he throws away the badge in that. Has anyone seen it? Oh, I can't remember. No, just a note I've got. Was Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't wasn't there an even more recent Shaft remake as it well? Was. On like a Netflix yeah, one? Yeah, there was. Something. I forgot about that. Although in the remake he's actually a cop, right? Not a PI from memory. I think so. Hey, if you're sick of Twilight Zone things, what am I reading? <laughs> <laughs> Was that, was that a want wah sound effect or was that a... Jimmy, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> that should be all right. No, because... Well, we should be wrapping up soon. We should be wrapping up soon. I guess... Um, We've got 20 minutes to two. Is there any... Uh, is there any... Anyone wants to get anything in in the last minute? Anything that... All right, here's what I'm saying. Don't worry, guys. I want oh, to go yeah. to the... So yeah. you have to kick me out. See how many pages he has, Will? So I'm getting through it. Mm-hmm. One last quote. I'm fairly liberal, and I find Clint's super cop infinitely appealing. Imagine how this movie goes down with people who are already have one foot in the door of the local military or the clan auxiliary. What was that last word? Clan auxiliary. The local oh. Ku Klux Klan sort of um, um, country women's association type thing, yeah. <laughs> um, just looking at IMDb. My favorite place. Um, that's my one outlet of this film. 
It's pleasure at the moment. Even after they got rid of the forums. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, I can have so words with them about that. Jeweled. I'm glad you remember the name. It's, the, um, it was like it's like burning the Library of Alexander, the loss of the IMDb. Yeah, it truly was. You can, uh, you can it's still. Uh, this is really nerdy, but you can still access it through the Wayback Machine. Uh, yeah, it's still there. Oh, not God. all is lost. Not all is lost. But uh, going through IMDb, and obviously those who are watching these credits or have seen them will see they're quite minimal. There's obviously a lot of speaking parts that are missing credits on the screen. They've been added to IMDb as uncredited. You know what the worst thing is? Scorpio is just called... Killer. Killer. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> yeah. Lazy, lazy. But so- someone, I'm assuming relatives of, uh, you know, some of the actors and, and whatever, or perhaps someone at the studio has added names where they could. There's only a, a select handful of them that are uncredited on there that don't have other credits, which is interesting. Um, so relatives or anything, if you can give us some insight and in some of those people who appeared in the film, that would be wonderful. We can add that to the central database of IMDb. One we've established in earlier minutes was uh, Alice. Well, yes, he's one. <laughs> what else have you done, Alice? Uh, Diana Davidson credited there. Oh yeah, the big has been mute. Her credit on here has been muted, mutated, I should say, with an Australian actress by the same name, and it's clearly not the same person. So there you go. Examples. Do they credit the guy that told Harry where where Scorpio lives? The doctor? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think he's on here. Does it say ethnic doctor or something like that? Does it? <laughs> the, guy, the guy that looks a bit like Chief from Maxwell Smart, doctor. Wasn't it Chief from that? Wasn't he um, Stacey Keach Sr.? Maybe. I think. That's Edward Platt, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of the wrong boss. Looking for Doctor, it's in the credit. Um, flashback quickly to the previous minute and conversation there, the 2000 remake of Shaft. There was a cast member in Dirty Harry that appeared in that film. Oh, it was Charles Davis's mum. May nope. Mercer? No? No, nope, nope. maybe she is. I don't know, oh. but Ooh. it's not who I was thinking of. Their name is on the screen now. Oh, Jodie Winter? Nope. Um, Craig R. Kelly? Nope. <laughs> Joseph yeah. Summer. Ah, oh, Joseph Sumner. Uh, who played Rothko. Rothko, the DA. The DA. Ah. The one that would have a field day with Harry's report. His name is so familiar and I was just looking him up then thinking, what do I know him from? And I don't know him from anything he's listed from. <laughs> so, I don't know who I'm confusing it with. But he's, um, this was his first film. He would have been about 37 years old, but a uh, huge career since then. Still acting now. Oh, hang on. Oh. Sorry. Last credit, 2010. That was 10 years ago. Shit. <laughs> Maybe he's not acting now. <laughs> but- I'm going to miss saying that. Uh, it's good times as well because you have to be awake when they do. They put it in you. Really? So, it's good times. Wow. But I'm so tired because, like, I had such an ordeal over that because it happened again just before the surgery. Mm. So, I was just so, like, exhausted from, like, not dying. Yeah. That I was just kind of like, whatever, dude. Just stuff it in me. Because like, <laughs> that's the same with any sort of implant or whatever. You need to be awake during it, don't you? Yeah, they put like I mean, obviously they put like anaesthetic. I didn't feel anything. Yeah, but it does feel weird because you can t- you can just you know your body when someone's like rummaging yeah. around in you. Yeah. So is it now all good with pacemaker? Uh, they don't. They don't know what's going on. Mm. I, I, my whole life is just that it's a sitcom because <laughs> like they don't. It's it's not really the solution to what they they don't know if it's epilepsy or something. Yeah, right. But because it hasn't happened since the pacemaker, they just kind of like case closed. 
and um, I had an epilepsy, like a, a induced seizure, and um, <clears throat> they I went to get the results for it. And not only did my neurologist went to lunch, like I waited there for like four hours. Holy shit! And then he's like, oh, "I'm gonna go to lunch, Trav." And then someone else came in, and they were like, uh, "So, uh, what do you what do you want?" <laughs> and I was like, "Relief." Am I at a restaurant? <laughs> and they said that they lost the results, but what? don't think it's epilepsy. And then she said, "I don't know how many times do you come back here?" And I'm like, "Uh." I'm not here to have a party. I just want an answer. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. It does look like epilepsy. I, I think I remember reading it. It seems to be fine. Pacemaker seems to be doing a good job. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then they were like, well, what are we supposed to do? Did she shrug that? She's like, oh, no. She's like, <laughs> oh, And I'm like, well, what do I... And they put me on epileptic medication so if i don't have epilepsy surely that should be discussed yeah and she's like no if something happens come back did you see the incredibles too were you okay in that scene no I, that, <laughs> no do you find yourself triggered at all with visual stuff well because i don't know what's going on i think everything triggers me like yeah. like i live in a perpet it's why i'm so anxious all the time mm. i'm in a perpetual state of am i gonna just kill over. Yeah. Did okay. Dirty Harry trigger you? Any scenes in Dirty Harry trigger you? No. Just the bad acting of the, the chief. But they do tell me that, like, you know, that's what it's there. So, <clears throat> my heart's not going to stop. Um, hopefully. Your physically. heart will go yeah. on. <laughs> and what happens for the brokenhearted? <laughs> so, I hope go- I'm not the only person who's made that joke. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It will. That's uh, what that that song was actually written for me in advance. <laughs> Celine like went to the future, got in the time machine, jumper. But you were <laughs> jumper. <laughs> she had one. She had one opportunity to go into the future or past, and it was just to write a song about some random person in Australia. When are you turning ninety? What's your birthday? I don't think. I'll ever tell anybody. Really? It's May 31st. All right. Well, you just did. May 31st. In case you were going to give me some swag or something. Yeah, I'm going to give you... Yeah, of course I am. Um, first of all, how do you... You, you, you feel great, don't you? Because I can just tell you're, like, healthy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Do you, do you care about age? Do you, do you think about, like, oh, I'm going to be 90? Does that matter to you? I don't think about it. I sometimes think... When I was a little kid, and I used to hang out with my grandfather, who was in his 90s, and I thought, uh, Jesus, who the hell would want to live this long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you've been here on the lot. I mean, we've been here. How many years have we been here? 14 years? 15? 11. 11 years. And you've been here... Oh, and well, you were here before we were. You, we, yeah. We've been neighbors for 11 years. How long have you been here? Uh, about 40 years. <laughs> no. Yeah. Your office? Uh, that's yeah. been your office for 40 years? Yeah. Wow, you'd it think was, you'd uh, park better. Yeah, you, well, um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has squirrels that go into the office, but... He actually puts nuts out on the desk, and they come into the office, and the squirrels hang out they, in Clint's office. They hang for a while, and then they get bored. And they leave. <laughs> you know, they, 
They get bored. They're not bored. <laughs> they're just yeah, but you know, squirrels are they have a slight uh, attention deficit. Well, yeah, when the nuts run out, yeah. As discussed in the intro, we were lucky to have joining us as guests many podcasts host themselves. We had Austin Pond uh, from We Watch Movies, a great podcast about, guess what, Um, some Americans that watch movies. It's a great show, very informative. Uh, Here's a sneak peek at their episode on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And... But then you can do something like this. But like when you even if you watch like the older James Bond movies, like there's a lot of like he walks across the hotel lobby and you watch him walk across the hotel lobby. It's not like he comes out of the elevator and then you see him outside the way that it is. If you do now, he walks across the lobby. And, and they're not even interesting shots. Like the camera <laughs> is in place and it doesn't even move. And you watch him do all of this. And it's it's. And, but I <laughs> kind of, I kind of miss that. Like, just we sort of like things just sort of happen. You know, the sort yeah. of the you can go too far either direction. You can spend too much time on things, or you can make a Michael Bay movie, and like you can do one or the other. And somewhere in the middle is probably best. Like, I, I just um, it hasn't come out yet, but in, in a couple of weeks, two three weeks, there'll be a, an episode of Dirty Harry Minute that I'm that I guessed on. And the minute that I happened to be on is a minute where the mo- almost all of it is the camera pans across the sky and then across the flags outside City Hall, comes down, shows City Hall, cuts to a an angle from high up. Harry pulls his car into a parking space, gets out of the car and walks up the steps into City Hall. And that's a minute of the film. And like, that's what and you see all of this happen. And and I and I I make the James Bond comparison there, too. But it's like then that's 71. And so we're still there. You know, it's only two, three years away from when this movie takes place. And so you, you just like there is a lot of getting from place to place, a lot of traveling, a lot of people doing mundane things. And they're but but also like this movie is almost three hours long because you have those moments but if you take a a typical movie from the 60s or the 70s that's usually not true you know even dirty harry is like like 78 minutes long or something it's not a super long movie maybe it's an hour 38 hour 38 hour 40 it's under two hours well under two hours and so then you but you still have those passage of time things or thing people doing things and then you still have a, a normal length movie and so somehow now when you have those things the movie ends up being three hours long we were also lucky to have on the podcast two times jordan kane he's one part of the film slice podcast uh, a podcast where the three hosts review um, a movie they've just seen at the cinema um, young whippersnappers talk very fast but it's a very positive podcast they talk intelligently about movies they've seen in a in a fun sort of analytical way so i highly recommend you check out film slice podcast here's a sneak peek let me tell you a tale of aladdin a we're doing aladdin podcast again here we go 
Hey team, Angus Dragon here and welcome to, to the, the Film Slice Podcast. Podcast. I'm here as always with my co-host, Kane Diggly Wiggly Kane Dog. Comedian extraordinary. And Bro Diddly Do, oh the man formerly known as Bro Diddly Do, Broadman Richards. Alright, <laughs> and this week we are reviewing the new Aladdin, Aladdin 2019 I guess you call it. Is it, does it have a subtitle? Is it Aladdin it Prince of whatever I think it's just or whatever? Disney's Aladdin. Again. Made by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, not not who I would have picked. Nope. What no. a guy. What a guy. Now, before we get into oh. this, uh, we should probably do a special shout out. Kane Dogs, you went on to another podcast. You yeah. stabbed us in the back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I fuck. did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I was recently asked. Well, we were, all, we were all asked to guest appear and then you two were like, nah. Um, <laughs> I believe I was like, yeah. And then Jordan was like, nah, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds um, more familiar. <laughs> I, recently, I recently guest appeared on another podcast called The Dirty Harry Minute, uh, a podcast where they review minute by minute um, the 1971 classic Dirty Harry movie. And each mm-hmm. podcast is a minute. Um and I was super out of my league there because it was like it was the two it, it was the two guys that usually do I think um, I think there's three of them and one of them was sick that day and then two quite well renowned comedians and me um, <laughs> and, and our own and me and you can find them on all they, they were really cool actually so head over to them they're everywhere you get your podcast and Spotify which we haven't figured oh. out how to do I oh. asked, it. Did what you was ask great it? though yeah here's the thing I think you know like first rule of Fight Club yeah. First rule of Spotify is not allowed to tell anyone else how to get on Spotify. <laughs> I was like, how do you do it? They're like, can't tell you. Mm. <laughs> not telling you. I was like, but we want to go on. Like, no, no, no. Like, either you're on it or you're not. Awesome. Uh, so what was the podcast name again? One the Dirty, dirty Harry Minute. minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> one, one Dirty one Minute. One Dirty Sorry, Minute with Harry. That's, that's, that's a whole different podcast than me and Andrew used to do. We don't do it anymore. <laughs> don't talk about it. Yeah, so head All over right. to that. Um, head over to that. Suss it out. Let them know if we're any good. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> oh, I already did. I told them we were real bad. Sweet. So, uh, Aladdin, Kane Dogs, while yep. you've got the microphone, would you like to whip out that IMD? One of my favourite Australian podcasts is Four Finger Discount. A podcast that reviews every Simpsons episode. Um, a lot of fun. Mitch and Dando. You get to learn a lot about the goings-on of Geelong, uh, Melbourne's sister city. Uh, thanks to Mitch for driving all the way up to Melbourne um, and to your co-host Dando for both putting on a great show that I listen to every week and also allowing your your other co-host to appear on the podcast. So listeners, check out Four Finger Discount with Mitch and Dando. Uh, thank you for tuning into 2019. This is going to be the best year ever. Is that right, Mitch? Yep, best year ever. Uh, it couldn't be. It couldn't be worse than 2018 was, uh, which I think is agreed by most historians to be one of the most shitty years on record. I wanted to give a quick little shout out to Cross Promotion because uh, this is an episode that only went up recently. But a podcast called Dirty Harry Minute. It's one of those podcasts where they take a movie and break it down one minute at a time. Uh, I guested on five episodes, the first of which went on uh, went up to where recently. Uh, they're about 25 minutes to half, uh, to half an hour long or so. It was a lot of fun uh, trekking out to the other side of Melbourne to sit in a lounge room and be offered some delicious ginger biscuits. The people know this podcast. We've mentioned it before because we did the Batman one, remember? The Batman one was a different different people. Oh, different people. Oh, it's just the same concept. Yeah. So same these guys concept, have stolen the concept. Different people, different movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the plagiarizing bastards, but they're doing it about Dirty Harry, which yeah. for some reason of all of the movies they've chosen as their favorite. I don't know why, but that kind of thing works for me. I listened to it. Um, what was the most obscure thing? Jumanji. When did the Willows? No, Jumanji, minute by minute. Oh, dear. And... And it was just like, I don't know why I listened to it. I got like six episodes in and I was like, I don't think I can commit to the rest of this. 
I was just in trance. I was like, they're just talking about nothing to do with Jumanji, but I was just listening to it. There's just something about that concept that works. It is a lot. Of, it's actually something that I really, really enjoy doing. Like, we laugh at ourselves for taking a half or 23-minute show and turning it into an hour to an hour and a half podcast, but I really enjoy seeing how much I can milk out of one minute of movie, particularly if it's not a very interesting minute, to try to, like, come up with backstories for everything. Like, where did he buy that shirt? What, like, how much did it cost him? Did he buy it because it was on sale? Or did he buy it because he thought it went with his pants? What stage of Dirty Harry's laundry rotation is he in when he decides to wear that particular, you know, item of clothing? Do we... Because apparently the worst episode of The Simpsons of all time uh, is the Lady Gaga episode. Do we do a minute by minute of that? No. (laughs) (laughs) That... What there is, have you heard of the podcast called The Worst Idea in the World? I'll throw them a little bit. I think it's The Worst Idea in the World. Worst no. Idea Ever. Something along those lines. But it's a couple of New Zealand guys. They're two or three seasons in. But their their podcast is built around every week they watch the same movie and review it. And it's a movie that they hate. So the first season, every week for 52 weeks, they watched uh, Grown Ups 2 and had to review it. How did they just... They just went off on tangents, or...? Yeah, it's more of, like, a descent into madness of, like, what the fuck are we doing watching this movie again and again I feel and again? Like that would get old really quickly, though. No, it doesn't. It's hilarious. Okay. It's right, cool. really, really worth listening to. Well, enough about what other podcasts you should be listening to. Let's talk about ours. So, In Marge We Trust. And outside of that, I did a guest spot on the weekend on a podcast called Dirty Harry Minute which is breaking down the original Clint Eastwood Dirty Harry film minute by minute, which, you know, seems to me to be a foolish endeavour, but I I give what I can, and it was actually quite a lot of fun. So thanks to the guys there. And if you would like, Dando, I'll just quickly share with you what is possibly the worst line of dialogue that I've ever, it, almost in any movie, that I had the joy of being able to analyse myself. I'll, I'll do this quickly so we can get into the episode review, but... Scorpio, the main bad guy, kills a cop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Harry and his partner Chico come running up. The cop is dead. There's another cop leaning over the body. This cop looks up at Harry and Chico and says, Poor Officer Collins never knew what hit him. Now, at the time, I don't know how well you remember Dirty Harry. At the time, Officer Collins was on stakeout specifically to try and catch the Scorpio killer. He was going to try to assassinate a priest from a rooftop. They had un- they had locked all doors in the San Francisco area apart from this one rooftop door near the building that Officer Collins was patrolling to try to lure him into that area. It worked. They engaged in a several-minute gunfire across two building rooftops with Dirty Harry and Scorpio. So amongst all of this, Officer Collins was not aware that Scorpio was coming at him with a machine gun. He, he was pretty aware of what hit him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, if you're not, like, I just imagine, you know, Officer Collins is just, this guy's tearing down the street, machine gun in hand, and Officer Collins just, you know, smiling and waving. <laughs> Poor guy must need directions. <laughs> oh, where'd that come from? Oh, man. So, that, that was your minute, was it? That was one of them. I did five. I was a guest for five episodes. I feel like in epi- in podcasts like that, though, you tend to overanalyze things because there's not much to work with. Oh, like, you, when I did the Batman, I, I did Batman at 89 a little while back. We did Batman. One minute. We? We did it. We did do the Batman, sorry. My, my apologies. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. It's like, always me, 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 me. The point is, we stretched that minute to like an hour and 15. Yeah. There was, there was, ba- <laughs> there was barely any Batman talk. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. We, we pretty much hijacked the show. We just started talking about shit. And we forgot that we were on someone else's show. <laughs> That's the best way to guess. <laughs> All right. So, what, what was their podcast called once again? Just quickly. Dirty Harry Minute. Okay, For cool. anyone that's interested in checking out Dirty Harry cool. in depth. Sounds good. Alrighty, so the Twisted World of Marge Simpson, the original air date was January 19th, 1997. Chopper Gaggers, I am not licensed to do... One of my favourite podcasts of all time is Sneaky Dragon. Just two Canadian Gen Xers around a mic. They talk about all and sundry. One of them's um, an improv comedian uh, in his background. He just never lets the conversation drop. I would have loved to have got him on the podcast as well, but I did get one part, David Detrick. Um, I don't know how I found this podcast. I think it was, they did a podcast series on completely Beatles reviewing every album, and then I was just hooked. Um, Sneaky Dragon, check it out. Um, here's a sneak preview. Mm. IR, the uh, Siri, or IRS. Depending what joke, where I'm making this joke. Please do. What if you're making the joke in England? What do they do? Uh, the Royal Revenue. Okay. How about Australia? The Kangaroo Revenue. Okay. Kangaroo Revenue. <laughs> Kangaroo Revenue. Actually, okay, man. I am... Oh boy. <laughs> okay, at work today was where we were going. No, no, this is different. I did a podcast a little while ago, but mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to it. Um, like one of ours or for someone else? No, I did it for someone else. Okay. I did a podcast for an Australian listener of the show. Um, I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but his name is. <laughs> I don't want to say his name. Okay. But he does a uh, podcast called The Dirty. Bruce. His name's Bruce. Bruce. He does, a, he does a podcast called The Dirty Harry Minute. Oh, yes. And I got asked to do that, and then I forgot to respond. Yeah, so I did. Okay, I said sure, I'd be happy to do it. And then he set me up with a t- like a time, and then he wrote to me like two days before and said, "Would you mind uh, doing this time?" Because I guess the person who was going to do it dropped out, and I said, oh, "Of course, that's fine." Well, why don't you say what it's about? So the Dirty Harry pot, Dirty Harry Minute is it follows in. I guess there's many of these shows that are doing minutes of movies now. Mm-hmm. I know Star Wars Minute would be my what was I was that the first one. I don't know Feels if that was like the first one. It's the most one. famous one. It's one I I knew first anyway. Okay. Uh, and the idea of these shows is to go through minute by minute through each minute of the film that you're discussing. And what minute did you do? I did the minute in the movie where. Do you know the number? I don't. I don't remember what time it was at. Okay. But it's the scene in the movie where the the um what is his name again? The Gemini? No. Gemini killer. Yeah. No, no, that's a different one. That's a different one. Okay then. I think he is he called. It's not called the Zodiac Killer, right? No, Zodiac Killer is a real. It's real. real. The Gemini Killer is a made-up one. But that's from a different movie. This is uh, Dirty Harry has a different. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. So this uh, Scorpio, that's his name, Scorpio. Very good. He he is on a bus with school kids, and in the bit of the scene I w- I was discussing, he goes into a rainbow tunnel, like a tunnel with a rainbow painted around the entrance of the tunnel. Okay. And then he's getting the kids to sing "Row, row, row your boat," but one of the boys doesn't want to, and he he slaps him, and then he. And while this boy is crying, and then he's like frantically trying to get the kids to sing "Row, Row, Row Your Boat" because he wants them to to be happy or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> about. So um, that was what I discussed in the show. But I I'm kind of worried. I I should have written to um, to the host of the show because did it get put Did it get put out? And he f- forgot to let me know, or did he just assume that well, I I'm knew looking was... right now at all oh. the episodes? Oh, okay. Uh, so they're up right now to minute eighty five. City Hall slowdown. Okay, I think I think I'm 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 in the uh, after that I'm in the wings. Yes. Okay. The stage manager is holding my arm. Yeah, and I was me looking at uh, I was looking at the different guests they've had on the show, and uh, you're not on there yet. Okay. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Then he'll let me know. And I will let you know, dear listener, so that if you want to listen, or if you want to listen to the show right now, you can, of course, Dirty Harry. Yeah, turn this off and go take a listen. Yes, please do. I advise that. And um, it was a lot of fun to do, actually. I really enjoyed it. They were very nice. How long is their show? Like uh, an episode? I think we talked for about an hour. Wow, an hour for a minute. Yeah. I mean, we went all over the place. And also because, you know, I'm just, I was just stepping in for one episode and I, I wanted to talk about other aspects of the movie. So we talked about lots okay. of other things as well. And, and it was good. Um, the host kept things moving along very, very nicely. Um, he had lots of good questions to ask. And he was very good about asking each of his guests. There was three of them versus one of me. Okay. And so the only, it, it was good. It was good. I thought it was, it was fun. I really enjoyed doing it. So, yeah, the most recent other podcast I did was um, Talking Simpsons. Yes. And uh, we, uh, we talked about, I forget what the, oh, The Last Temptation of Crust. Yes. Yeah, that was the that was the episode. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun to do. Sure. Yeah. I like doing I like doing other podcasts sometimes. That's it's it's a good time. I like uh especially doing them in person. I I, I, would, I find that's a lot easier yeah. than uh, I'm I'm not a, as you know I've got a phone phobia. Mm-hmm. And so it's tough for me not making eye contact when I'm uh t- and don't think like, "Hey, why don't we do it with a video conference?" Well, then I just want to, you know, I want to die. I can't stand it. <laughs> If someone's doing a video conference, if someone's doing a video conference in the room, yeah. I'm not part of it. Sure. I need to leave the room. I can't stand it. Mm. it. Just makes me crazy. Yeah, I just hate it so why? much. Why? It just makes me sick. I hate it. I don't know why. It just repulses me. Uh-uh. I feel like I'm a. I feel like I'm a dog that doesn't understand how TV works. Mm. And when it's uh, going, it just like disturbs me, and I've got to go. So when you were a kid and this was mooted as a thing that would be in the future. Which is in everything. Yeah. For so long, it was always like, you're going to yeah. have video screens and yeah, yeah. that's how you're going to talk. Now that looks like fine because it's in the future and I guess sure. we'll adjust to it. Ugh, yeah. The worst. But when you actually got to it, you just decided you didn't like it. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Do you feel disassociated? I've had to, I've had to do it and I, I, I strongly dislike it. And then I think the um, the visual aspect is like, I don't think I can get myself ready in time like if like oh there's a phone call ringing well I can't make my face right to <laughs> okay. I can't like I feel like people would look at me and 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 be trying to read me and like see mm. what I'm yeah. feeling and it's like at least when you're on the phone you can like look away or roll your eyes or what have you <laughs> you know or if you're in person with someone you've got more subtle clues that you can social clues that you can like pick up on yeah. Another great podcast, one part of the Movies by Minute series, is The Wilder Ride. They review every minute um, of the various Gene Wilder movies, uh, most famously Blazing Saddles, a show I loved. Um, We were lucky enough to have Walt Murray on the podcast, who was able to elaborate on some of the points of the uh, the US justice system. Um, it was great to have him on there. I highly recommend their podcast. Ellen too uh, is one of the hosts there. Check it out. Uh, the Wilder Ride Podcast. Wrap your ears around this. Are you a fan of Dirty Harry? Well, our friends from Down Under who do the Dirty Harry Minute recently had co-host Walt Murray join in episode number 95, which is pretty much as the movie is getting ready to wrap up. They've done a great job breaking down this 70s classic with Clint Eastwood. It's the Dirty Harry Minute. Episode 95 just came out this past week, and it has our very own Walt Murray as a guest. Go ahead. Make my day. Now, have I mentioned you should really listen to Sneaky Dragon Podcast? Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, get to it now. No, um, I just mean, I think people were used to the idea of podcasts that didn't have much in the way of topic. 
in the past, but shows like Serial have kind of oh, yeah, swept yeah, yeah, away yeah. that in a way. And now it's, it's way more... murdery. It's so murdery. Well, it's not just murdery. It's just way more topic-oriented. For instance, Ian, mm. I was just recently on a podcast called The Dirty Harry Minute, okay. which just came out this that's week. That's a pornographic podcast. That's right. Exactly right. Thank you for giving people that idea so that I, my plug will continue <laughs> with that in mind. You do something dirty and hairy for a minute. That's right. So, everyone, if you want to hear this... What Ian's referring to, this is your opportunity. Yeah, look up dirty, look up, look dirty. up hairy, <laughs> and look up one minute, Minute. and then uh, see what comes up on your Google. Yeah, please do. Turn on safe search. Yeah, no, this is uh, based on the film, the Clint Eastwood movie, Dirty okay. Harry, and it's uh, part of this sort of tr- trend of podcasts, which are covering movies one minute at a time. Little, uh, to really get into it. First one was uh, was the Star Wars minute, correct? I think you're right. That's I, Alex Robinson. Yep. And uh, I'm not sure who else, but Alex has Pete been on Pete the Retailer. Our, Alex has been on our show in the, yep. in the past, and he's a cartoonist we admire. He's done uh, Box Office Poison and mm-hmm. many other things. Yeah, he's very good. And so, yes, that was kind of the beginning of it. And I and so um, the, the podcast, uh, this person named Jeremy Bamford was kind enough to invite me onto the show. And what's interesting with that is that Jeremy is the person who won our um well, the last time that we did our our question and answer episode, yeah. he won the he won the the grand prize. His name was oh. drawn for the grand prize. Okay, and so I got to send a whole bunch of stuff to Australia. By the way, isn't cheap, and it took a long <laughs> took a long time as well because I had to send it surface, and I think it took approximately two and a half months to think reach how home. long it w- how much it would have cost when they shipped all those people over there originally, mm-hmm. like all the criminal. Folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been really pricey. Mm-hmm. But they had them drive themselves there. They, oh, they drove to Australia. Well, they got on the boat and they took themselves. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Because yeah. like, if you drive, you really you can't drive, but you have to drive very fast for a long period of time. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> pump the brakes can, once, or you know. I said drive, and I guess I was thinking of driving a boat, but they weren't driving. They were piloting a boat there. Yeah. And Imagine what that was like for those guys. Like, uh, we're going to go to a, an island, and you go like, "Ah, oh, looks nice." Looks tropical. Looks yeah. nice. Then yeah. they get there, and then they discover every deadly thing in the world is there. <laughs> like, right? Like, you would not expect. Like, well, I think that's the same never... anywhere, though. Okay, but okay. So, where are these guys coming from? These these prisoners. England. England. Yes, now, it was terrible because right. they're coming from a very civilized country. Right. Okay, but forget forget civilization. Like, I love bless them. Give them a, a nice cup of tea, and you know, well, not st- just that. Stiff up roads. Uh, roads. Vehicles. But here's what they have not seen. Okay. Let me, let me tell you what you have not seen. Sure. Crocodile. No, that's true. You've never seen a crocodile. No, that's right. You go up to a pond. The worst mm-hmm. thing that's going to happen is a weird duck's going to come up at yeah. you and maybe like give you some business. That's that's about it. You go up to a pond there. I don't know if they're in ponds. Um, a but okay. dinosaur comes out. Yeah. That is faster than you running. Yeah. And uh, drags you into the water, and that's the end of you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, but hey, don't worry about it. They're not in salt water. I can go swim in that. Have you ever seen a great white frickin' shark? Yeah. Ever? No, it's this gigantic uh, monster that does not eat you as much as, say, a crocodile will. But uh, it's there. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to go hide in these bushes. (laughs) Well, that's where the spiders and snakes live. (laughs) Well, I've seen a spider and I've seen a snake. And they're no trouble. They're no trouble. You know, you just brush them away. Oh, I'm sorry, I got bit. Oh, Mm -hmm. my hand's swelling up. Oh, what's happening? I'm dead. The end. Yeah, it's just, it's like going to King Kong's frickin' island. Like it's nice now. They've 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 really got the place together now, from mm-hmm. what I've heard. And yeah. some uh, people I love they've live done, there. They've done. They've really cleaned it up. But if you didn't expect what Australia has for yeah, you, yeah, yeah, 
But wow! I think, but I think that's the same also, anywhere. Also, hey, the I, weather's the weather. Uh, sorry, the the the, the seasons are yeah. the opposite. Okay, hey, it's uh, summertime. I'm sure. cold. Yeah. Hey, it's winter. I'm on fire. I think. Well, I think you get used to that. Yeah, but you don't expect it. Okay. Wrap it up, Dave. If you if you feel comfortable wrapping it up. If no, you... actually, I have one more little thing oh, to read. Okay, then very good. Very good. This was sent to us. I would love to hear it. By mm-hmm. the host of oh the Dirty Harry Minute. Oh, good, good, cool. Who sent us some Australianisms? Oh, lovely. Okay, let's hear. So let me just uh, turn on my phone by rubbing it gently mm-hmm. with my thumb and making it coo. Oh, my phone moved and I pushed the wrong thingy. Here, wait just one second. Let's try that again. Okay, so this is from Jeremy, who, as you know, is the host of the uh, um, Dirty Harry Minute. And everyone, I'm going to post a link on this episode's uh, page so you can go there and listen to me blabbing on about uh, Dirty Harry. So here are some Australianisms. The first one is Chucka Yui. Okay. Which is... We have one. Doing a U-turn? Doing a U-turn, that's right. We say, yep. we had to say that. We say pull a Yui. Okay. But they say chuck a Yui. Okay. Uh, full as a state school. Okay. Very full. Yeah. Also puts, right. also puts chockers, which is, another, which is, by the way, another Australianism, chockers, meaning to be full. Right. Wouldn't give you the steam off his own piss. <laughs> that's pretty good. Like it. Self-explanatory, very tight. Very tight arse, he says, which is also an Australianism, by the way. Tight arse. Mate, we're not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> Response to an obvious question about what is to proceed. Hmm. Okay. Listen, this is a this is a problem. If you've got enough spiders yeah. that you even consider fucking them, fucking them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's too many spiders you got. Yeah. And if they're big enough that you can. Fuck but you them. don't know this. Mm. But every night while people are sleeping, they fuck ten about ten spiders on average. Uh, that is true. I have heard that. Yeah. Uh, the other one is that's where are... Spider Man come from. That's mm-hmm. why there's so many of them yeah. nowadays. There's never been a better time. To listen to Indiana Jones Minute now. They're That's all, interesting. But did he? Yeah, they're also showing us that, like, what has happened to Indiana Jones, sort of how he's, I guess, how his life has gone, what the tra- trajectory has been. You know, he, he doesn't have students flirting with him anymore. Um, mm-hmm. He's, he's uh, still, he's he's got the government after him now. He's been indicted. Despite the, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of goes with this lone wolf. It's a little bit like, uh, you know, Pete and I, you did the Dirty Harry podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a lot of fun. But it's it's a little bit like that, where it's like, oh, he's our hero, but uh, there's always someone giving him a hard time. The government's giving him a hard time. Authority is giving him a hard time. They don't understand him. They're questioning his, his motives, his intentions, his mm-hmm. methods. You know, yeah. with, with like that, that's what's happened here with Indiana Jones. Um, and like Dirty Harry, Indiana Jones has broken a huge number of laws in this movie already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it is weird. I mean, that is a long way to go for nothing. For yeah. for no, it does. It does again. It doesn't have any effect on the movie. Like that's that all paints kind of an interesting picture. If they did something with it, of like. Okay. Uh, P.S. Can Dando please put pressure on his employers to license a Dirty Harry pop vinyl Warner Brothers? Um, is that something that you can do? I can't say anything right now, but just hold tight. <laughs> hold tight. Okay. Well, John says that he's not eager enough yet to contribute on Patreon, but his resolve is weakening. So maybe if you can, maybe that'll, <laughs> maybe that will tip him over the line. September. Continue. Okay. Well, that's it from us. We'll catch you next time at the movies. One way or another.
I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you one way or another. I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you, stop you, stop you. Whoa, one way or another. I'm gonna kill ya. I'm gonna kill ya. Kill you maybe one day. Next week, I'm gonna meet ya. I'm gonna meet ya. I'll molest you well one way or another Miranda won't protect you I'll get you, I'll get you I'm dirty, Debbie Harry I'm from Blondie You don't believe me, gonna me, 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 me Dirty, Debbie Harry Dirty Harry I'll follow your bus downtown Stop your giggling Kick your ass down if I gotta flee Frisco town Flame away my badge Leaving the force the only honor I've had Now he's gone I'm leaving town Mama's coming round Walk to the schoolyard Follow you Harass you on my time, my own time Follow you to titty bars You won't get far, you fucking try hard You're one way or another I'm gonna get ya I'll get you, get you, get you at your one way or another I'm Dirty Harry, Dirty Debbie Thanks to